Hello and welcome to the uh, Two Blokes Talking podcast, uh, here with your host Anthony Dewis and And Wayne Straffer. Uh, This is episode two. Uh, In this episode uh, we're going to talk about conspiracy theories, pretty left field for me. Um, Mm. You like it though, don't you, Dwayne? You like a good conspiracy theory? Um, And we're going to talk about what conspiracy theories we find well, a couple that we found most interesting, and then we're going to go into uh, the topic of money. Uh, don't know where that's going to go. Um, not going to lie, we've got no notes for that, so that's just going to be a off-the-cuff uh, story. Um, so how's your week been, doing? All right, mate. Um, very good week again this week. Um, I have to apologise for last week, saying that people are <laughs> interested in what my week's been like. Boring. Um, Obviously, people are interested because you know what? That's it's our podcast, it's about us. Um, but just going to talk about what our week's been like before we move on to uh, the story to talk about. So, my week's been quite entertaining, really busy, but um, I've uh, had a good uh, kind of game at the weekend, good run out. Um, I've been out and purchased a new car this week, yes, yes. new um, wagon. I've got rid of the Audi. Oh. I bought the big seven-seater, given in to bought a nice uh, seven-seater ready for my uh, son who's on the way next week, uh, giving him a fourth child. Can I just um, jump in? Can yeah. I just jump in with that? How are you feeling about it? It's cost, um, without giving the dates away, in about a week and a bit, you'll be a new dad. So, how are you feeling about it? Um, I'm, I'm really excited, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm dead excited, but I'm also a little bit anxious. Um, I think it's a strange thing as a, as a father because you don't know how the baby's feeling, if everything feels alright, you can only go off what your missus says. So for me, I'm dead excited and I'm telling everyone how my baby's due, you know, this day and he's coming, my first son, uh, as everyone knows, I've already got three, three daughters. So I'm excited, but I'm also a little bit anxious because I just want everything to go smoothly. Um, as you do, isn't it? Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, this will be a new experience for you as well, won't it? Having a boy, um, you know, that would be uh, uncharted territory for you. Not in the terms of a baby, but a baby boy, different temperaments, different, uh, well, yeah, just different temperaments, I think. So, yeah, definitely, because I think, I think, um, obviously, people think when you've, when you're a bloke and you've got a son, it'll come with a double, but it's been a bit different for me. I've always thought it'd be a double. Being a dad to a couple of girls, um, daddy's girls, but being a boy, it's different, mate. Like eh? They will act as you act, so you've got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, and then you, um, last pre season friendly on Friday, is that correct? Just Friday, just gone? Yeah, you know what, mate? Um, last final run out before uh, the kind of season starts, well, the Challenge Cup starts, we've had a good draw there. Um, so, looking forward to getting uh, stuck into that. Um, feeling good, feeling sharp, the team's good, Rebels in a goal. Yeah, so unbeaten in pre-season, does that change your goals as a team and personally? The goals are always the same, we always set out to do the best that we could do. I don't think, if I'm being 100% honest, I don't think we'd do as well as what we did, what we've done. So now the expectations are high, not just from the coach, but from ourselves, which is always good. When you set your expectations high, um, that's a good sign. So we're ready to go. Yeah, hopefully you'll have a, a successful season. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So um, my weekend or week, um, busy obviously with two kids under three year old. Um, 
never really get much time to yourself. Um, seven o'clock comes around on the night and we sort of like take a deep breath and have a, an hour, a couple of hours watching TV. Um, and then, yeah, um, what I'm watching at the moment, um, I'm watching, well, I've just started watching and I'm not going to get too deep into this, but I think this fella just needs uh, putting down uh, the R. Kelly documentary series on Netflix. I don't know if you've heard of it, seen it. But that guy is no other word for it, just like disgusting, like a, a predator. And I, I think it's actually, I think it still offends me that if you go onto iTunes, Spotify, whatever, you'll still be able to listen to his music. And you should not be. Now, I'm not going to get into what he's done, what he hasn't done. But if you just, if you're intrigued by it, just go have a look at that Netflix documentary. It's absolutely. I open, I openly disgusting. Like he's just a, a predator on young young girls as young as twelve year old. Like it's just vile. But I've not seen that passionate about a lot of things. So it must be that bad. It must be really bad. We're watching. Yeah, it's it, like it's absolutely like disgusting. And I think I remember like growing up and we went to like a six farm do and stuff and that ignition to remix route and it was a it was a song of the time. You know, we went out and dance to it, everybody loved it when it came on but then the backstory behind that he started so young like when he was in his early 20s, even like 19, 20, he was waiting outside of a school, like for 12 14 year olds and taking them to a studio, his first album of it and it was massive and he was taking them back to the studio there, promising them the limelight and then doing what he was doing, it was like just absolutely vile, but it's an intriguing watch So is this the the kind of series about how he's managed to get away with it. Yeah, well, yeah, well, obviously he's been in the press lately, hasn't he? Um, his first, so I think he's in jail at the moment for it. He couldn't afford his bail, and I think he's awaiting trial for what would seem like I don't know the true facts of it. Um, so is it money and power that's kept him off this far? Kind of, yeah, it will Until be. What, it will be. Yeah, money and power, and he's run out of money, and he, he, he's got nowhere, nowhere else to go. So yeah, that's an interesting watch. And then I think we're watching something called Strangers on Netflix. British drama, that's quite good. Um, and then my weekend, uh, quite a good weekend to be fair. I met up with, um, and it's quite, this is quite humbling and quite good that we still do this. We met up on Saturday, I met up with a, an old school friend, a really good mate of mine, but for whatever reason I've not seen him for a couple of years. Um, but we met up and had a coffee uh, and really good catch up and I think at the beginning or going up to it I overthought it and I thought oh what we're going to talk about would be really awkward this that, and the other and then when you get there it's like you only saw him yesterday type thing you know conversation flows everything's fine it's like you, you know you're not it wasn't like I'd not seen him for a couple of years so everything was fine that way. Um, so that was good. And then on Sunday, uh, we went to um, William's Den, which is out towards all where um, recommend it if you've got young kids. Um, it's like an indoor and outdoor play center thing, but it's like all wooden and like sand area and a, a sort of like a stream running through it. Um, so it's good for like play and discovery, um, as, and then when it's red hot and sunny, the outdoor play bit is really good as well, but it, the weather was good and we were fortunate, uh, so we went there, but we met up with another school friend of mine with his two girls and his missus, and yeah, that was a good catch-up as well, and he's expecting in, in March, and 
So yeah, all, all good fun. But yeah, what a brilliant, uh, brilliant weekend really. To be fair, um, busy as, as usual, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but yeah, that's my week weekend. Um, and then, then on this podcast news, uh, looking at uh, the, our stats again, um, we've managed to reach Australia now. So someone's listened to us in uh, <laughs> Melbourne. So good day. Um, good day, mate. <laughs> let's get the stereotypes out already. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading and subscribing and leaving reviews again. Uh, if you wanted to touch on any topics, um, I don't think we've mentioned our um, email address. We should maybe, um, i tell you what, if someone like emails us, when we give out our email address at end, we'll send you a, a certificate that you can print out, a two, the Two Bloke Talking Podcast certificate that you can print out, a uh, little memento for uh, reaching out to us. But yeah, just get in touch with us on, on any topics. We'll give you all our social media handles and the email address at the end. But yeah, so we've reached Australia. So I think that takes it to Canada, um, USA, France. England, Northern Ireland, and uh, Australia. So quite good. Um, pretty strange, pretty surreal. Um, surreal experience because uh, we just set out to just have a chat and save us from going to the pub for an hour. But end up just bringing some cans around now and we have a, <laughs> <laughs> we have a drink. Yeah, <laughs> have a drink while we're doing this. Um, but first, we're going to go on to our news stories. So I think this story has been out there um, a couple of weeks, um, maybe middle of January, but I would just, I saw it and another, another to me bonkers story. Um, so the headline is, a recent story is people who own cats are less likely to go to church now. <laughs> That's because cats... <laughs> Are you not a cat fan? No, listen, I've got nothing, nothing at all against cats. I think they've got something against humans. Why? Because they're so well, independent. You yeah, yeah. Why would you get a cat? A cat's not a pet. A cat's controversial. <laughs> That's not everybody's views on this one. Okay, okay listen. Uh, if you have a cat, my views love cats. If you have a cat, you will feed it, you will look after it, you'll do your best. It'll bring you a bird. Yeah, <laughs> but it will still come in at whatever time it wants, leave at whatever time it wants, and claw your eyes out if he doesn't like something you're doing. Yeah? Why would anybody choose a cat over, I don't know, a dog or something like that? And I'm saying that because I'm a dog owner and... He's like my best mate, and I just don't like. I mean, I've got nothing against cats. Don't get me wrong, I've never had a cat. Ratings. Everything is the cat, but I can see that people who own cats are people who kind of they have the cats. The cats do what they want to do because they do what they want to do, and they just don't go to church. I, I kind of get that. <laughs> I get it. Talking to cats, you were saying that they'll still scratch your eyes out if you don't do There's a famous video where that, that bloke's really excited at Christmas, opening yes. his PlayStation. His cat attacks him, yeah. For being excited. I mean, fair enough. But I 
Um, just to know around that, I'm not aware that we have anything against cats. Neither do I. I love cats. I'm just saying, I get it. That's the reason why. But yeah, another bunker story. So what they're saying is basically, um, if you if you are a worshipper, you go to church or wherever you go. Let me just point out this study was in America, by the way. So again, they're paying somebody to do some research. Uh, they've done a study of more than two thousand people. And um, people who never set foot in a place of worship own two pets on average, while faithful worshippers own 1.4. 1.4 pets. What's up with the other pets? <laughs> yeah, pets. <laughs> Back end's gone. <laughs> Get rid of it. I'll come up with that. And there is a strong negative association between worship attendance and cat ownership. I mean, why? Why? Uh, it's done its job because I'm interested in it and I'm talking about it. But what, who's giving? Who's saying? Submit your research proposal here, and I've gone. Yeah, that's a good idea. Here's X amount of pounds to do this. Why? This this is going to annoy me weekly because two weeks on bounce, we've done a podcast. <laughs> we've done a podcast where we've said this amount of money, this amount is done for this. Last week it was about the mummy's voice, pointless. Uh, this this week you've got a new story about cats and people going to church. Use the money for something <laughs> more worthwhile. There's a lot of better things that money can be used for. Stop wasting it on stupid things like this. And uh, actually, this brings on to a bugbear of mine. Have you ever seen those adverts? So, so they've done a two thousand. Uh, people, they've interviewed 2,000 people for this. Have you ever seen those adverts at Botmet TV and say, for instance, I think it's a, a woman's deodorant one about having dry armpits and it'll say, oh, 85% of women love this product. Then if you read the small print at the bottom, it'll say, out of 90 people surveyed. What kind of demographic is that to 90 people and 85%? Yeah. And they're trying to flog a product up like that. That should not be allowed. There should be a minimum. That's just a little bugbear. I say all the time. It's shit look at it, isn't it? Because yeah. could pick 90 people who don't like it. Or who don't sweat. Or, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pick 90 people who hate that deodorant. They're not going to say, 0% of women yeah. like this deodorant. It's not going to happen. They'll find another 90. So, so it'll be a revolving door. They'll just yeah. get 90 people and, oh, yeah, 85%. That sounds brilliant. Sounds realistic. Hopefully they don't read that small print at the bottom. Yeah, bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Um, second story. Let's get into our second story here. Now, this will tie in first brilliantly with our uh, first topic of conspiracy theories. So okay, I stumbled across this um so there's been a psychic who apparently predicted uh, JFK's assassination. Was predicted, and I don't want to worry anybody. Uh, I don't think you should worry. Um, that the year 2020, the world is going to end by Armageddon war. Boom, boom, boom. So if you're going to do all that in 2020, listen to this podcast. Um, but <laughs> I wouldn't be too worried about the world ending by Armageddon war. To be fair, but this lady has got some credible credible stuff so some of her other predictions that have been accurate she said there would be a huge shipping disaster in 1989 and that's when there was a the Exxon Valdez oil spill which a massive oil tanker spilled 37,000 tons of crude oil near Alaska there you go so she predicted that she said Oprah Winfrey were going to be famous and have a, a huge career and have millions of fans so she got that one. Um, this ties in with 
brilliantly our first conspiracy theory, but she got it wrong. Or she depends on where you sit on this, and we'll get into this further. She believed Russia would be the US to the space race and become the first nation to send a man to the moon. Um, she was wrong on that apparently, um, and she also predicted that she also predicted that World War Three would break out in 1958. So I think we're pretty safe. Um, I'm just trying to see. What else she um, so she predicted that JFK were going to be assassinated. Um, I'm just trying to see what else she she's got that were going on that were pretty accurate. I don't think I don't think there's anything to to worry about in terms of that. But this has happened before. This has happened before because I remember being a child living at home with my mum um, and my sister, <clears throat> and I remember I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say I'm gonna just. I've talked about I think it was the millennium. They said that yes. at the millennium yeah, yeah. the world was gonna end. Is that something to do with the Mayan calendar? The metallic? There was something and I remember uh, in the millennium, so two thousand well, two thousand three, I was twenty years ago, so I was obviously ten. Yeah. So at ten year old I remember my mum saying to me, Right, when we go to bed tonight, me, you and your sister, we're gonna sleep in the same bed. Yeah. Stay close because because the, the rumour is the world's gonna end. I remember being a young kid and my mum saying that and I was like, what? And I was scared to death. And when I woke up the next day, it was like, such a relief and I didn't know anything about it, but this whatever had been said and whoever had said it, had scared my mum stiff that she wanted me in that, in a bed next to her too, so we could, because we like, left this earth, we'd live together, it was mad. Like, could you imagine, so obviously that had got round to your mum, and it had made the news or whatever it did, um, and how you found out. Could you imagine something similar? Let's say if this this breaks out, this story, this breaks out and because of the way of the world now and everybody's on the phones looking at stuff. Well, I should be doing a podcast. Um, they, <laughs> they, um, could you imagine the scaremongering that'll go on there and, and the millions that'll reach, like, because of social media, because of access to the internet so quickly with your phone? Um, it'll just blow up, won't it? And everybody will be like, oh, like, they'll be, they'll be scared. Yeah, they yeah, would. People like, do. Like when we have, it's like when we have, uh, like when it snows and, and things like that, or oh, Christmas time, and people panic and go and buy 50 loaves of bread and yeah. loads of milk and eggs. And you know, like the shops are closed for one day, like literally. What are we doing? Yeah, they go out and panic buy, and they go out and oh, I don't know, it's crazy. And it happens out on uh, Christmas Day as well, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, but yeah, it's, everybody gets wrapped up in it, don't they? Uh, and then you, you'll get those cynics, oh, it'll never happen, it'll never happen. That's fair enough, but we get wrapped up in it, and then supermarkets and places they they capitalise on the back of it and you can't blame them can you really they'll like you say I think actually it was not so long ago about six months ago I got a leaflet delivered through my door actually and they were advertising um, like supplies to stay alive like a big canister that I like to hold about 400 litres of water um, 
and selling like nuclear bunkers that you can dig in my garden up and sitting there. I'm, if I well, I've got some photos. I'm sure I've got the photos. I'll put it on Instagram for you all to see. But and they were, and they were selling like ration packs and dried air dried food or dried food. You know that they put in air dried packets or whatever yeah, yeah. whatever they're called. I don't know what the packets are, but. Basically, what you eat when you go to space. Oh, commas. <laughs> space. <laughs> space, yeah, which we're getting to that. But they were selling those, and they were like, buy this kit if this happens, or there's a war going on, or a nuclear war. Buy this bunker that you can dig up your back garden, or we'll install it. Buy this canister, all on this leaflet. And I'm like, this is absolutely bonkers, and it was not cheap. It, yeah. it was it, like the ultimate survival kit was something like, 600 and a pound and it'll give you six months worth of survival kit like 600 pounds who's buying it mate it's absolutely bonkers like you said I've I recall a programme and I cannot remember for the life of the guy's name but I recall watching a programme quite recently were really interesting but it were absolutely crazy where a guy has planned for for this for World War 3 for whatever's going to happen what he did was he bought a double decker bus and, and he, he he buried it. It was underground. This full right. double-decker bus was underground. He did yeah. under the ground somewhere. He had an entrance to it. And in this double-decker bus, he'd kitted it out to be ready for World War, whatever, this bomb bunker, someone that could survive a nuclear war. You know, you were prepared. Now, all that time and all that effort that, that's gone into that, <clears throat> my opinion on this, and, you know, I'm not saying my opinion is right, but my opinion on this is, if this world's going to end, if something's going to happen, there is absolutely nothing you, me, or anybody going to do about it. And that ain't putting it down on things. You need to, Everyone needs to live their life to the full, to the fullest, to make the most of it now, because what's going to be will be. We are in a position to be able to make any decisions, any choices. We just live for today, not for tomorrow. But on the flip side of that, so say the world, there was an Armageddon War, as this woman has predicted. You get in your bunker under your garden. You spent ten grand on surviving, or ten grand on surviving a nuclear war, or whatever it is. Would you want to live after that? Like when everybody else has gone? But, yeah. No, would you? No. Like, like what would you say? What would you do? It'd be like the beginning yeah. of Walking <laughs> Dead. Like yeah. it'd take you, it'd strip you right back to, and I personally don't think we're way past this now as mankind but it'd take you back to the hunter-gatherer days wouldn't it where you'd have to where you're living to survive every day because you would have to go really back to basics to survive like but you wouldn't if everything gets wiped out and there's only a few say colonies of people that survive this at some point they'll meet up or they might not You'll go travelling and like yeah, it'd be like walking dead all over. But it'd strip you way back about survival, wouldn't it? Like hunter gathering. But there'd be no animals. Would there be animals? Would animals survive? Like so, yeah. It'd start back from the beginning, like it did. As as, as it said, whatever I put with dinosaurs and things started. Yeah. So the initial thing that we led to believe, and whether that's true or not, that's what we're told. The scary thing is, to me, the scary thing is. These programs like The Walking Dead, like the film I Am Legend, yeah. like all these things, 
where does this come from? Yeah, yeah. Whose <laughs> imagination has this come out of? Because it's so realistic and so this this thing could happen. Like somebody knows something. Like, there's more to life. There's more out there than what we know about. Which is this our topic today of conspiracies is a perfect one because there's so much out there that we know nothing about. So, like, I've got I've got two bits of to follow on to this. These programs like Walking Dead and Apocalypse programs and the stuff where mankind's wiped out and you've got a pocket of survivors, are they fueling this fear mentality of then companies being able to say, oh, buy this, this and this? Do you think that has an influence or an effect? Yeah, massively. Because the, the preying on the vulnerability of the yeah, people yeah. and the fear of people the fear. and then the, the, the second strand to this is any sort of like shall we say futuristic film i don't know if that's the right classification or word for it but when they make a film about something that's not happened or something that's very futuristic or whatever, where do they get that idea from? Where where does that come from? Because you've either got some mad scriptwriter or movie writer or however the movie process worked off his off his nut on LSD or whatever, or they're, they're getting an inkling from somewhere. There's, there's something. The one that speaks to my mind. When every time we think about things that happen in the future, it's because I've read a, a topic on something. Is Back to the Future? <laughs> one of them, Back to the Future, where they predicted that we will have hoverboards. Yeah. We're not far off. No, we're not. We've got these what's them things with two wheels people fly around on. Uh, I don't know the name of them. And Seg- segways, like yeah, but without the actual yeah, yeah, yeah. hover. It's called a hoverboard. It's not called a hoverboard. <laughs> I think it might be called. But it's not actual hovering. It's got two wheels, but the you know, so we're not far off. It's, it's mad when you think about these vehicles that float. Yeah, they don't float yet, but we do have electric cars now. We're not far off technology and things. How they develop and somebody knows something. As I'm saying, we know what we we know no, exactly what we are told. We are only we <laughs> only it. know what they want us to know. Correct. That's yes. what I meant. <laughs> but yeah, like. Like you say, we're, like, these are bold predictions, but then why are they allowed to make movies about it? Do you think they're told? Do you think that's like a, like, so a conspiracy? Yeah? Is that a government thing? You're going to make a movie that's going to predict this, this, and this. Um, there is no smoke <laughs> without fire. And if you want to look at predictions for the future, just watch the Simpsons. <laughs> I hate to say it, just watch this thing. Yeah, no, they know when Trump's going to get in presidency and the norovirus, and unfortunately, I think they predicted in 2015 uh, Kobe Bryant's death by helicopter. Yeah, correct. Which yeah. unfortunately did occur a couple of weeks ago. So it's where, moving on quickly though, but where did they get that information from? It must come from somewhere. Yeah. Someone must give them access to some information somewhere. I mean, I'd love to know what goes on in the so-called Area 51. Yeah. Like, so, so, God, we could talk about that all night. <laughs> Area 51, aliens, these things, other than aliens, who decided what an alien looks like? Why, when we think of an alien, does anybody think of somebody with a really large head, really small mouth, really big black eyes? 
who put that image out there? Do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the the Bigfoot or whatever. Who said it's some thing bloody ten foot tall, covered in hair, massive feet? Like who put that image out there? Unless somebody's seen it. Like yeah, it's conspiracies. But there's got to be some truth somewhere along those lines to say well, let's this put, is what it's like. Well, this is what it's about. They've put that image out there, haven't they, to create the illusion that it does exist. So then every time you talk about an alien, that it seems real then, doesn't it, because they've created an image. So if someone said to you, oh, aliens do exist, and left it at that and you didn't have an image in your head, it's less believable, isn't it? But now someone's created an image and then they've said aliens do exist. The immediate thought is you go to the generic thought of the pale body, big-eyed, small-mouthed, odd-shaped head yeah. body. So then you, it's more believable. Yeah. Um, but they've created that image. And I think it was only a few months ago that they said that. Uh, did they say that they'd either seen a UFO or that they had a UFO or there'd been sightings that had come out and Area 51 admitted this? Um, something along that line, and we'll keep with the space theme and we'll go straight into what, well, we're already in conspiracy theories, but like the moon landing uh, in 1969. So the Apollo 11 astronauts, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, uh, went onto the, stepped onto the lunar surface on July the 20th, 1969. Now, again, and I didn't realise how much of a controversial topic this was until I did a bit of research on it. So, um, and I didn't realise that Brits, the British felt so strongly about it. Um, so, there's the, in a, in a YouGov poll, the 12% of people felt that it was probably true that the moon landings were roxed with a further nine registering as um it probably was um so registering as it could have been so we've got probably true at 12 percent could have been true at nine percent and then this was between a demographic of 24 year olds to 35. now i believe then that's because conspiracies grow with the more information you have access to yeah. So we have access to the internet. We can look into it further, but we can only look into it further if that content's being put out there. I, I get all that, but it's sort of like our generational thing now. To we grew up with the internet to a certain extent, so we're then going looking for the information. Um, but I just find it again. You could probably waste quite a lot of your life looking at this conspiracy theory whether the moon landing was true or not whether i think i can't remember who the president was at the time but one of his promises was that um might have been nixon will put uh, somebody on the on the moon and it was the last year of his tenure so he then they made this and they said that they made it in a in a studio the red hot chili peppers even quote that it was man-made in a in, yep. a in a studio and then there were the um 1971 james bond film uh, with sean connery um they put on there which is a what we believed that looks like what we believed we were to believe what the moon looks like they did a scene on there which looked very realistic and then they've come out with some stuff that when they put the 
the American flag in and they've taken a picture of it. It's floating in the wind um, and there's no air in space. And then in the pictures that there's no stars in the background. Like I said, there's plenty of reasons to go on and on. And if you want to go on further, but... Bearing in mind, right, the moon landing was what year? 1969. Tell me what the, what year was the first coloured TV out, right? So um, there's a bit of badness behind this, but it, it's something that my mind can't comprehend. Right. They can put somebody on the moon, yep. but they can't make a colour TV. Yeah. Now, in my mind, that doesn't make sense. Now, just another, just another thing, a small fact there, right? The original War of the Worlds, now I know they better remake it. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise in 2000. The original War of the Worlds film came out in 1953. Right. Before we landed on the moon. Yeah. Before we knew anything about space. Somebody's making a film about war of different worlds. Before we had all the information, the technology that we have now, before we had a colour TV, <laughs> someone's making a film about the war of different worlds. You can't tell me we didn't know more than what we let out. Yeah. And we can, it's so easy to try and then go, right, we know this, but we can't let anybody know this because they'll be absolutely scared to death. We need to create some form of illusion or whatever that this is what's happening we're going to see space and we're going to control absolutely every element because we don't want to to feel like that we're not in control but realistically we're not because we're not the only planet out there we're not the only why why are we not the why what like prove that we are not the only planet out there with living life on it i can but can we also prove that we are well, we've got no evidence to suggest other. Otherwise, yeah, we haven't. No, but no, <laughs> yes, no, nobody's come to light. So nobody's <laughs> telling us that they have. There's the debate about this all night, mate. Nobody's telling us this information because we're not privy to that information. Somebody will know something. You know that. Controversial does space yeah. even exist? You know what I mean? They'll tell you that it does. Is the moon round, mate? Oh, that, that's a different conspiracy <laughs> that we're not going to get into. But if you've got a spare 10 minutes, just Google the Fly Earth Society. And I'm just going to leave that one there. And then I think our second conspiracy. This is a bit a bit more dark and a bit more like connected with music. It's not... Um, but I know we, we've talked about this in Office and Outlook at yeah. work. Um, and I think I spent... Uh, um, some of my teen years looking at this, looking at theories and whatever. And you might not be a fan, you don't have to be a fan, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Is Tupac Shakur alive or dead? And again, there's plenty of evidence to suggest that he is dead and there's plenty of evidence to suggest that he isn't dead. But what I will say before we, we get into it, for any famous person that does pass music and music sales shoot through the roof and they tend to shoot through the roof when they release music after their death date as cynical as that may sound that is a truth sure I'm going to just throw it out there if we talk about 
say Michael Jackson who was due to tour with the This Is It tour. Cashed in and moved to Thailand. This Is It tour. Would he have made more money? Quiz. Would he have made more money by passing and now what his music, the money his music's made now or would he have made more money doing his tour, do you reckon? Bearing in mind that now, obviously the theories that they're out there about the things that he did would have ultimately ruined him completely. He's now dead. Him being dead, he's not able to answer to any of the things that have been said about him. So, what camp are you in here? Are you still alive or, or dead, Michael Jackson? Sure, just because of what you've just said, which I didn't know that fact of what you just said, but the fact that you're saying that there's more money being made from them being passed than if they were still alive. If he was still alive, now, I dare say he'd probably be in prison because there's been a lot of things said about him, there's been a lot of movies made about him. Him being dead, he's not there to answer about that. So when I watched the programme about the two blokes, Not when I said two blokes, because that's like us. The two guys that had said... That <laughs> it wasn't the two blokes talking podcast. We never went to Neverland. The two guys who had said that they were in Neverland and the things that he did to them. And, and that side of thing. Me watching that now, I'm a bit like, ah, oh, you've come forward now, he's dead. You want to say all these things because you want your 15 minutes of fame. And that's... If I'm, yeah. if I'm wrong about that, I completely, you know, apologetic. But it looks like that, because why did they say something when he was alive? Now, if he was alive and able to answer that, I think, God, they've got some guts to say that. And they've got some guts to come forward. And now I expect you, Michael Jackson, to answer that. But he can't answer it. So he's still one of those 50-50. Their, their story would be more credible if he were alive and he were able to answer. Correct. Now, I'm not saying whether they're, they're lying or they're not lying. I'm not, I'm not here to say that. Would Michael Jackson have made more money doing his tour and still being alive? Um, I think if he he'd get more money being dead because he's not having and he's doing less work because he's not doing. He'd get more money or his legacy get more money in being dead than the would being alive. Um, Yeah, but whether I believe, do I believe is I, I don't know. I don't know whether he's alive or. And this was not I'm never about Michael Jackson. That just came into my head when you thought that because I knew when he would announce they were touring and not even off the face of the earth, they were in debt, so massively in debt. So we were like, led to believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do a tour next minute. He's dead, and the tour's cancelled. People have already purchased tickets. I don't think those people ever got the money back. Well, they, they had the option, didn't they? Which were a clever one. Do they keep that ticket as a, a memento of um, the Michael Jackson never never took part concert, never whatever happened concert? Or do I get my money back and have to have my ticket back in? And he's made loads of money there, if not, for doing absolutely nothing. For nothing. If he's still alive, which yeah. we don't know whether he's not. No. And then, obviously, then, uh, the two-pack one. Yeah. Um... He's got like a foundation set up now. Um, so the fact was, he was gunned down in Las Vegas in a drive-by shooting in 1996. Yeah. 
Um, apparently he was shot four times, twice in the chest, once in the arm, once in the thigh. He Twelve was, shots he's been in total. He yeah. shots, he's been shots. Some, something similar like that. He was with Death Row Records boss uh, Sugg Knight, or yeah. however, however you say his name, and now he's been involved in some stuff. I think he's been in prison now. There's an old documentary series on him on Netflix. Uh, one of the get hit once. Yeah, and then there's some conspiracies of he went to a Mike Tyson fight. It's the only time in a long time that he's gone out in public and not worn a bulletproof vest. Um, yeah, so that one rumbles on. I think I spent a lot of my youth, I think, looking at this one and arguing to and fro with people whether they were alive or dead. And um, what's your thoughts on it? With Tupac. Um, I actually believe he's probably alive, and I believe he's probably one of the cleverest blokes on the planet. And I actually believe that him and and people have probably said I'm stupid wrong, but I believe Biggie's probably the same. I believe that they'd come to an end of their kind of their kind of war that they had going on this east side, west side kind of thing, and they probably wanted to be pals and know that that never be possible because of the, the how in deep they were at. and I don't know the full ins and outs of this but I believe that the only way for them to get out of this and get out of it and kind of go on is, is to probably fake their own death he probably did get shot probably did get shot because did he not get shot and then went to hospital they were alright they were talking they were fine and then next minute he's passed away which was strange the um well, it says here six days. I think you told yeah. me seven days of like the seven. Is it seven days? There's number seven theory. There's a lot of things that add up to seven within the theory. And I'm not if you Google it, the two back seven, number seven theory. There's a lot of things on there. The conspiracy of everything adding up to seven. I talked about uh, leaving two pack leaving and entering Machiavelli and this kind of reborn situation thing he had going on. And I think he probably did the right thing and kind of. Did did what he did and then left, got out of there. He probably did the same thing with 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 Biggie and then told him to, and to get out of there. So that you know, and there's been, there's been things recently where somebody's turned around and said, "Oh yeah, he's fine. He's living in Colombia or somewhere like that." Oh, Cuba. The same as living in Cuba. Yeah. Living in Cuba. Rihanna's been to see him and things like which. Do you know what? Like when you're a massive celebrity like you are, you're a massive name. You can't just turn around and say. Oh, change your mind, I don't want to be a public anymore. It takes something so drastic like that to happen to for it to be like he obviously I mean this is just my this is just my opinion and it's my opinion it's not I'm not saying it's right but my opinion is that he's that that he turned he got to a point where he thought enough's enough and he didn't want to be in that situation anymore. Somebody probably shot him. <laughs> he didn't have his bulletproof vest on which is which is very strange. The guy in the car who said didn't get a shot, but he's probably thought, oh, I'm lucky here, maybe it's time for me to just, you know, tee out and tell everyone I'm dead and I'll just move on. But where's, how's he living? What's he living off? His music sales? I don't know, did he, had he made enough money before him? I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I suppose he died in 1996, I don't know what money were like. Um, Back then, I don't know. Um, I know he's gone on to set up a, like a foundation and stuff, and for kids, 
Pimps and... He's made a, made, made a song with Alan John since he's passed. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good old Alan. I held that song with anybody. Did a song with Alan Carlin and Alan John Blue. Go on, Reginald. But um, that's a film I've never seen, actually, Rocket. Like Have you seen it? No, I haven't there, actually. But yeah. I love the actor. I think he's uh, Mr. Eggington. Oh, I like him in the Kingsman. I think he's uh, Sam Eggington. I think. Is it? Is it Sam? He's the main rocket. Yeah. Is it? He won a award for it. Can't say what award, but he's done well. Right. Um, yeah, and then I think they were going back to the two part thing. Didn't he release some songs where he talked about his own death and, and stuff yes. like that? So whether you believe him or not, but I think uh, if you put a conspiracy theory out there. You've always got people that want to believe the truth and don't want to believe the truth, and they will look for whatever suits them best to believe, don't you? Like, they will. What, what, what gives them the most comfort? You know, his biggest fan, I believe he's still alive because it gives them hope. Yeah. That one day he might have got, yo, <laughs> it's been 40 years, but I'm still here, kind of thing. Yeah. It's not going to be like an Oasis reunion either. Strange things happen, mate. You know, like the guy who, I don't even know his name, the guy who said he died at sea on that. Canoe and then came back. Yeah, that was, a, that was a scam though, that was a laugh. He was a scam, but he did it. He did it. Right. Yeah. That's a somebody with all that money and all that power couldn't do it. Well, yeah, I suppose. Um, you know, people will believe whatever they want, and like you say, it'll give them up, and it'll. Um, and they'll want to believe something different or they'll want to come up with that new fact of why he's alive or why they are alive or why they believe that and, and tell you that. Um, and yeah, that, I think we'll we'll leave that topic now. We'll leave it open. Uh, we're going to go into something, actually, that I don't think we're going to about this. But we're going to go into sort of like, uh, we're going to always end the podcast on a question. Um, and would want your um, feedback and involvement on this. Uh, send your questions in, and we'll try answer them at the end. Uh, but just to start this off, uh, obscure question, 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 question. <laughs> that, that's quite creepy. Um, I'm going to start one off. I'm going to start one off. If your life had a theme song, what would it be? <laughs> Uh, it's an obscure question, because <laughs> all we've been talking about is uh, Tupac and Elton John for past and Michael Jackson, so if my song had a, oh, a theme song, a theme song for my life, yeah. that's a tough one, <laughs> have you got all my bed? No, I definitely not. Oh, you must have no, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking on the spot, I'm, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot so I can think on the spot. <laughs> Oh, well, Listen, if you were to ask me this question every week, I'd probably come up with a different song. Yeah, mind. correct. Be- because music's different, and it's um, it's massive. Like I'd say for you, like you're. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. No, no. I remember you talking about last week about Pump It Up, the song Pump It Up, oh, yeah. and so that's like a massive thing for your life at the minute because it's an impact yeah. on your life daily. Yeah. Um, but with my theme song for my life um god I don't know mate because there's different things there's different music that we listen to um alright let's let's change it tell me something that you are 
listening to right now. But I'm just trying out. Yes. Um, do you know what I will do? I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I listen. I listen to a different range of movies. I, I like rap. I like hip hop. I, I like kind of pop music. If you like, but I like old school music. And what I'll do is I could probably play you a song that, and, and this song stuck in my head. But I haven't heard it for a long time, and there's no absolutely no um, reason behind it. But the other day, I was taking my my car back um, to the dealership because uh, I was to get another one. And as I'm driving, it were a were a Saturday, Saturday, we're a Saturday. Yeah, we're a Saturday kind of afternoon time, twelve o'clock ish. I'm driving that M1, took my car back to Sheffield, and a song came on. Uh, it's a song I've definitely heard before, but I was kind of, as I was driving, it gets a bit boring when you sing car by yourself, and you, <clears throat> and time's dragging, and you're going, and, I, and I, as I get into Sheffield, the, the radio's playing, it does the news, as it normally does, um, and then this song came on, and just, I don't know what it is, or what it was about the song, um, it just really made me, kind of, a little bit of a, I'm saying cars by myself, thinking on. <laughs> and there's, like I said, there's absolutely no reason for it. It just really got me feeling good, and I pulled up to where I was at the car. And I, by the time I got out of the car, I was absolutely buzzing. And I think it was because of the catchy tune, and songs can do that to you. Uh, now, I'm going to put it on. Uh, I'm hoping that it's the right song that I'm going to put on, because I know the name of it. But it was just to do with the kind of parts of the song on there. Now, if that's okay, I could pop it on you like that. Yeah, put it on, yeah. Right. Uh, it just got me. This song. This song got me. Now, I definitely don't have a part time lover, just so I'm messing, my missus is aware of that. But, this song just. <laughs> just, just got me a car and I was looking on. Yeah. Whoever owns this song. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Stevie. I promise I'll turn it off. There's no, uh, there's nothing behind it. I just really like the song. Do, do not sue us. <laughs> we don't have any money. We don't have any money. Um, yeah. So, what was that, Stevie Wonder? Stevie Wonder and Part Time Lover. Part Time Lover. Right, just so got me, the catch got me. So, that, that got your your jam, shall we say, in the car. I think I've got a couple of songs going on at the moment. But one that I keep playing over and over again. I don't know why and I don't know how new it is, but I've only just like discovered it. And it's. Hello Black, a king is born, and I don't know why, but I'm loving it. So I'm just going to play a little. Can I? What's going to play? Go for it, man. No, I can't. Let me just have a search. I don't know why this. I don't even know how I found it. I'm not sure if it's on an advert actually. Um, and so then I might have been the been the technology man that I am. I <laughs> shazammed it. Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it, I listen to it quite a lot in car at the moment. It's quite uplifting. But for some reason, my phone's. Um, well, while you find that, obviously, I thought a little bit about you said about a song about Deadwood. But I've also been. Sorry to jump in. I've also been listening to. And um, you look at me funny for this. Lil Wayne's new album, Funeral. Yeah! <laughs> no, that's, that Lil Wayne? No, that's Lil... Oh, Lil John. John. Sorry, John. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's... Made me jump now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is what I've been listening to. 
So it's quite uplifting. Um, cool. I, I don't know. It doesn't really put me in an uplifting mood, but um, maybe it does. Maybe that's the subliminal. And I think this is a topic that we'll not talk about today because we've got time to. But another time we'll talk about the topic of music, doesn't it? Because music has the power to make you feel good, to make you feel bad, to pick you up, to put you down. Music has the power to give you every different emotion can ever imagine and it can be at six o'clock in the morning it can be at nine o'clock at night music definitely. has that power definitely right. that's a good topic for us to talk about sometime definitely we will talk about that um but for now uh we'll say thank you for listening um that's it for this week's podcast uh we've got our twitter handle which is at blocks two we've got our Instagram handle, which Dwayne is always better than me at this. It is. It's at the Two Blocks Talking Podcast, so it's at TTBTP. Yes. That's out there. Um, can I just give a shout out, because this is much appreciated, whether this is a joke <laughs> or not a joke, I just want to give a shout out to uh, somebody who's give us a, a bit of a review on. Um, the, the, the kind of podcast app on Apple and this is uh, to Shats 737 I like the, I like the name actually because that means they've listened to the last podcast correct uh, and they've, they've kind of titled their comment to us saying don't let bin day ruin your day because obviously what you said in one of those other podcasts about kind of bin day messing up with your routine and things like that and they've said on there you know excellent tone energy and length worth a listen and we'll get much better that is the absolute truth we will get much better because as each kind of week goes we're building our kind of uh, confidence, confidence yeah, yeah massively and we're enjoying it so we're going to keep going we'll keep yeah. on with this um, keep in touch keep kind of listening email us as well let's yeah. come email us at, I think it's the two blokes talking at yahoo.com email us question topic reach out to us we'll get back to you especially if you email us or get in touch with us on social media and leave us your email address we will get a certificate created and we will email that to you to say that you're being a listener to this podcast and we'll send it to you. But yeah, thank you for your support. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast and uh, thank you once again. All right. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.